This is Generation Justice, a multimedia project that trains youth to harness the power of media. I'm Kateri Zuni. And I'm Matthew Brown. Tonight, we are honoring Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., one of the pioneers of the American Civil Rights Movement. Dr. King's work and his words hold fast 49 years after his death. And now, as our country experiences yet another tide of racism and division, we look to his legacy for wisdom and for fortitude. We will listen to some of his most prolific speeches and the young voices and the music he has inspired. This evening, we share hope and resiliency for the new year. And in that spirit, here's a song that celebrates one of the world's most cherished memories of Dr. King. Here's A Dream by Common featuring Will I Am. Dr. King's speech on Funtown is an account of the pain and worry he felt at finding a way to tell his daughter she couldn't visit a whites-only amusement park. King's words place us squarely inside the oppression that touched every corner of daily life in the civil rights era, and it forces us to consider how much has really changed since those days. Here is his speech on Funtown. loves to ride to the airport with me. She says to me so often, Daddy, you just go over and over and over again. And so one of the ways she consoles herself and... One of the greatest challenges we face as a community is how we choose to explain the world and the events around us to our children. Exactly. I struggle with explaining racism to my own son. It's one of the hardest things to deal with as a mother. We all just want to protect our children, and these conversations are just painful. As a reminder that we are always one step closer to freedom, here's I Wish I Knew How It Feels to Be Free by Nina Simone. Dr. King's words resonate throughout history, paving the way for every generation that followed. One example of King's influence comes from a former GJ youth member, Arturo Castillo. Arturo won the Martin Luther King Council Scholarship Award. For this essay, he wrote on the lasting impact the I Have a Dream speech has had on our society and his own life. Let's take a listen. 
My name is Arturo Castillo, and I am 17 years old, and I attend South Valley Academy. Everybody can be great because anybody can serve. To me, Dr. King was a liberator. He saw the injustices in the world and fought for equity. From joining the bus boycotts because of Rosa Parks' arrest, to the formation of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, to the deliverance of the famous I Have a Dream speech, Dr. King made a difference in the world. He has inspired me to advocate for equal education for all students. To understand how Dr. King influenced me, it is necessary to examine my family's history. Jumping high walls, traveling by foot for miles, and getting drenched while crossing a river? These are all the obstacles my parents encountered as they journeyed to the United States. My father left Mexico when he was 17 years old. On his voyage, my dad did not eat for three days. He only had water and a hope of reaching the promised land. Similarly, my mother crossed the Rio Grande alone with her one-year-old son. Like Dr. King, my parents never gave up. They were persistent in creating a better life, not for themselves, but for their children. My parents risked their lives and left behind their home in Mexico and everything they had so that my siblings and I would have access to a better education. Dr. King saw inequality in the world and fought for change. My parents pursued equal opportunities for their children, just as Dr. King strove for equality amongst all people. Never losing sight of the sacrifices my parents made, I have dedicated my life to my personal education while fully being committed to education equity. I believe every single person has the right to receive an education. I am involved with the New Mexico Youth Alliance, a youth council that works to promote youth voice and engagement. With the Youth Alliance, I have participated in many projects that endorse education equity. I was involved in Dropping In, a student-driven play that focused on New Mexico's 50% high school dropout rate and gave youth perspectives as to why students struggle to stay in school, such as poverty, racism, underage drinking, lack of parent involvement, teenage pregnancy, and lack of school support. Last month, I served as a youth keynote speaker at the Public Education as a Human Right Rally, where the Mexican-American Latino Defense Education Fund established a lawsuit against the state to demand educational success for all students, in particular, students of color. My actions today are a representation of my beliefs. Dr. King promoted change where he saw injustices, segregation, prejudice, and discrimination. He acted upon these issues to ensure they would not affect future generations. I too hope to be remembered as a youth activist, a scholar, and a fighter. A fighter who fought for education because, like my father said, la educación es lo único que uno le puede dejar a sus hijos. Así que recuerda, te pueden quitar todo lo que tienes, mijo, pero tu educación nadie te la quita. Ultimately, the only inheritance one can leave their child is education. So remember, they can take everything from you, but no one can take away your education. Arturo, thank you for reminding me what a privilege it is to call America my home. Now, here's Nas with the song, I Can.
Girls, listen up. Welcome back. Tonight we are celebrating the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. through the music and the words of the generations who follow him. In 2009, when Generation Justice was called Youth Radio, we aired a roundtable discussion on Dr. King between our youth producers, Jeremy Jones, Lucia Martinez, Taylor Griffin, and Jesse Wiaki. Let's revisit that conversation. What's up, everybody? My name is Jeremy Jones with Youth Radio, which is about to be Generation Justice. Today, we are celebrating Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. In commemoration of this great civil rights peace activist, we're going to have a roundtable discussion about his legacy. Now, the people speaking in the roundtable are Lucia Martinez, Taylor Griffin, and Jesse Wiyaki. Taylor Griffin is a recipient of two scholarships honoring Martin Luther King, one from Grant Chapel AME Church and the other from Martin Luther King Commission. Lucia is a senior at Albuquerque High School and a coin scholar. Jesse Wiyaki, who attends the Media Arts Collaborative Charter School, is our newest member and an award-winning filmmaker. In this roundtable, we will discuss what Martin Luther King means to us, his speeches, and some other questions that are equally as interesting. So me personally, I saw MLK as a leader and a revolutionary. He was a revolutionary not only because of what he said and did, an example is his famous letter from Birmingham jail, but he is also revolutionary because of what he did to give those speeches. He never gave up to achieve his goal of racial equality. His letter from Birmingham jail is a perfect example because he was jailed, but he still had the determination to write an encouraging letter. That demonstrates that what he would have done to achieve his goal. One of my favorite quotes by him is, Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Because it is true, if injustice took over somewhere, that could send off a chain reaction of injustice. Because if Martin Luther King hadn't done everything that he did, then you would not be getting this radio broadcast from these diverse people about one of the most important figures in history. So everybody, with the quote I just spoke about, and with you all getting out and doing events with youth radio that are focused on social justice, how do those two relate to each other? This is Lucia, and I believe that working in social justice is not um, about solely being concerned with personal injustices. It's really about being concerned with um, making this world that we live on the healthiest place possible for everyone on the planet. So our injustices matter, but everyone else's injustices matter too. And that's really what social justice is. And I think that's kind of what MLK was trying to say in that quote. And that's part of the reasons that I respect him so much. Yeah, definitely. I think that quote is really important. Um, It's really important because if um, someone sees that an injustice has been done in one area, then they think it's okay that they can do it too. And it Um, sets up an environment for just, you know, disaster eventually. And so it's really important that we um, all take this to heart and kind of live by this rule that even the smallest injustice can make something bigger happen. I think that social justice is really about closing gaps. Like we say here on Youth Radio, intergenerational gaps, uh, gender gaps, uh, cultural gaps, and it's about coming together in solidarity. So what we do and what Dr. King did um, are one and the same. It might be in a different community and in different ways, but it's really about uniting and about fighting um, mediocrity, about fighting um, prejudice, and about fighting um, stereotypes um, that are placed in our society today. Yeah. What does Martin Luther King mean to you? What was your favorite speech of his? This is Lucia, and um, to me, Martin Luther King Jr. is um, a symbol of courage and inspiration. He devoted himself to 
uh, equal rights for all human beings. And I have such an immense respect for him because of his dedication to nonviolence. Um, one of my favorite speeches by Dr. King is Drum Major Instinct, and it was actually given before um, I Have a Dream and kind of bef- like a little ways before he died. And that one was a little harder about why, like the injustices that were occurring at that time and why they need to be changed and not so much as what happens after they were changed. And I think it was really important to the movement because it reflected the ideas of the people who was uh, who were around at that time. I agree with you, Jeremy, um, when you were introducing and saying that the letter from Birmingham jail was also a very powerful uh, words from Dr. King and that although he was um, imprisoned and although he was uh, facing this injustice at a certain time, he encouraged the people to remain um, nonviolent and to stay steadfast in ideals. Um, He encouraged us that although we might come across hard times, come across arduous uh, things and challenges to remain within ourselves and to know that we're fighting for the same thing and not to stoop to the same level as the people who are attacking us. Yeah. And what Lucia said about him being nonviolent, he believed in the nonviolent approach and him going down to one of the most violent places of his time, like going into Alabama and delivering all the speeches, do you think it was like safe for him to go down there? without believing in violence. This is Lucia, and I I definitely think that it wasn't safe for him to do that, but part of the reason, or one of the reasons that he was um, such a great leader is because he could look all these obstacles in in the face and just overcome them, and he wasn't afraid um, to stand up for what he believed in and to do what was right, because he knew that at his core, he was doing the right thing for so many other people and, and breaking boundaries. And then I think that's why he he really did put himself in dangerous situations. Um, I think that the nonviolent approach is really important at that time, especially since, um, you know, there was a lot of propaganda that if we let these people into our schools, they're going to, you know, we're not going to be safe anymore. And so it was really important to show that, no, we're not violent. And yes, we deserve to be as equal as you. And we deserve to go to the same schools and go to the same stores and, you know, eat at the same places. And so it was really important to help break those stereotypes. And um, I think it's really important that it continues to happen now. Dr. King uh, preached six principles of nonviolence, my favorite being that nonviolence seeks to defeat injustice and not people. I think that's important today as much as it was important back then. You had several instances of um, people who were fighting for this uh, justice being attacked. You have the Freedom Riders, and you have the Little Rock Nine um, who came and stood in solidarity against people attacking them. And I think that was one of uh, Dr. King's most important messages, that we seek to defeat the the racism and the bigoted blindness um, that was hacking minorities at the time um, and is still attacking us today. We really need to learn to love one another and um, a part of love is being blind uh, to ignorance and loving the person not for what they say and what they do but because they are a person and because we are a community and together we are one race, human. Martin Luther King Jr. Day is, as we all know, a federal holiday. Why do you think it is important for everyone to celebrate its significance and not just African Americans? As a Native American woman, I think it is really important to celebrate um, any revolutionary of that time, you know, Cesar Chavez, uh, Martin Luther King, because, you know, 
they inspired the rest of us to go out and get what we want. And Native Americans were the last group of people to get the right to vote. And I think a lot of um, the inspiration to go fight for that right was given to us by Martin Luther King. And when he spoke out, um, you know, against all these you know, events, he didn't speak out just for the African-Americans. He spoke out for all minorities in general. Uh, I completely agree with you, Jesse. I think that um, it's important to know, in order to know where you're going, you have to know where you're coming from. And to know that Jim Crow is still alive today in the form of Prop 8, in the form of the Patriot Act, and the form of SB 1070, all these laws that are that are current and that are happening in the 21st century are some of the things that we've seen in the past. Um, they're no different from grandfather clauses. They're no different from segregated lunch counters. They're just um, ignorance in different forms. And to be able to recognize that, you have to know that um, leaders like Cesar Chavez and Dr. King weren't just preaching to color. They were preaching to activism and to solidarity. And uh, it's important that we come together and unite even today in order to create that peace and to keep it yeah because if we don't then what do we really have left in this world martin luther king was a great revolutionary how do you think his de his determination to speak no matter the cost helped him achieve his goal well he was tenacious dr king i think that was one of the most important or it is is one of the most important um qualities of a leader. Tenacity, compassion, empathy, um, devotion. These are the things that uh, characterized him as a person. And so in order to achieve his goals, he had to remain determined in the face of adversity. Or else, like you mentioned earlier, Jesse, uh, nobody is going to speak for you if you don't speak for yourself. If you don't create your own story, uh, someone's going to create it for you. And I think that was an important part of why Dr. King had to speak out. I think that um, Dr. T King really can um, teach us a lot about determination and really fighting for what we believe in, in a nonviolent way, of course. Um, like Jesse said before, all races, all people really can look up to him and learn from his, his life and his legacy. He really was a great revolutionary. Um, I think more and more today we're not seeing as many people do that. And so it's really important that the young people of today can, you know, look up to him and follow in his footsteps. In Martin Luther King's avid dream speech, he talked about equality for all and that the African-American would no longer live in fear. Do you think his dream has come true? And if not, what do you think we have to do to make it come true? Uh, this is Lucia, and I think that there's been a lot of progress made. Um, in the civil rights movement and in the human rights movement, but we definitely still have a very long way to go. Um, like Taylor and Bashar had said before, Jim Crow laws are, are still alive in different forms, SB 1070, Prop 8. All, all of these um, minorities are now being oppressed in different ways by our government, and so we need to remedy this. I, I definitely believe that... Um, Minorities still live in fear, especially in our schools. Um, when you're in school and you've come to America at a young age and you don't, you're not necessarily considered a citizen, you live in fear because you can't get a job, because you're afraid your parents will become deported, because you're afraid that you won't be able to get a job, you can support your family, you won't, you're not able to go to school and get an education, you're bound to this country that you're not even a part of, that you can't participate in. And it really defies the spirit of America and our melting pot that we're not allowed to participate. So no, I don't think that we've come as far as Dr. King would want us to. 
I think Dr. King, he, you know, he didn't talk about sameness. He talked about equality. And when I can go to school, you know, if a kid on the reservation can go to school and he can get the same education as a kid in Massachusetts, that's when we know we've gone to those strides. And so, no, we haven't. Um, his dream hasn't come true. But, yes, it is coming true. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time. But is there anything else you would like to add? Fight the power. <laughs> thank you. Jeremy, Lucia, Taylor, and Jesse, thank you for sharing your passion and insight into Dr. King's legacy. Now, it's back to some music. This next song radiates with power and soul. Here is Freedom by Anthony Hamilton and Elena Boynton. We have a saying here at Generation Justice that we stand on the shoulders of giants. Whether they're family, mentors, or the people we've never met who have fought, rallied, and died for our freedom, the lives we live today are a gift from those that came before us. In remembrance of Dr. King and the sacrifices that he and so many others have made for our freedom, it's important we look forward to the future and ask ourselves, in what ways can we continue Martin's legacy? On August 28, 1963, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. delivered his historic I Have a Dream speech before 250,000 civil rights supporters during the March on Washington. Forty-five years later, that dream came true when Barack Obama was inaugurated as the 44th President of the United States. For some Americans, Dr. King's resistance and Obama's presidency told the story of a post-racial society one that healed all wounds from the civil rights movement, Jim Crow, and two centuries of slavery. But for most people of color, the notion of a post-racial America is nothing more than a straw man, a facade used to invalidate our experiences with racism and discrimination. As we settle into 2017, and with Trump's inauguration on the horizon, January 20th will signify the end to the eight-year era of America's first black president. During this change, we must once again examine whether America is the country that our giants, that Dr. King, Sojourner Truth, Ida B. Wells, W.E.B. Du Bois, and so many others have fought and died for. May we also hold space for the people whose deaths didn't change the course of history, but are mourned by their mothers the way a nation mourns the loss of an icon. For Rakia, Sean, Amadou, Oscar, Sandra, Trayvon, we remember. For Tamir, Eric, Michael, Freddie, Filandro, we remember. For Emmett's bones, we remember. Dr. King once said, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about the things that matter. With so much of what we hold dear in question across both sides of the political aisle, I ask myself, what injustices have I witnessed and remained silent in the face of? How many of my brothers and sisters have I fought for? More importantly, 
What can I do with this new year to make the world around me a better place? Birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Rain's drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me. And I'm feeling. It's time for another community calendar. We've just spent an hour getting inspired by Dr. King's legacy, and luckily, there's a way that we can take that inspiration and put it into motion. The annual Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. March will be held on Saturday, January 14th at 10 a.m. The march starts at the corner of University Boulevard and Martin Luther King Jr. Avenue, ending with a celebration at the Albuquerque Civic Plaza. The celebration will feature music, keynote speakers, and more. So for additional information, please contact the New Mexican Office of African American Affairs at 505-222-6466. Now for an event that I know all of us here at Generation Justice are very excited about. That, of course, is the Standing on the Shoulders of Giants screening, which features work from our very own Media Justice Lab. You got it. The Media Justice Lab is a project dedicated to telling the stories that commercial media overlooks. They're stories of tireless devotion to community that take place right here in New Mexico. That's right, and on Friday, January 20th, Generation Justice will celebrate the work of our fellows who have honored the giants in our community through multimedia. This screening and fundraiser will be held at the African American Performing Arts Center at 310 San Pedro Northeast at 6 p.m. For more information, please visit our Facebook page or send us an email at admin at generationjustice.org. You know, Matthew, our next event is also a film screening. That's right. On January 12th, Young Women United will host their screening for the documentary, The 13th, which explores the connections between slavery and mass incarceration within the United States today. After the screening, there will be a panel and audience discussion of this eye-opening film. The event will be on Thursday, January 12th from 5.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. at the Albuquerque Outpost Performance Space. For more information, you can call 505-831-8930. Hey, Catery, what else is going on in our community? Well, on January 10th, the Healing Revolution will address the Bernalillo County Commission to demand the termination of banking relationships that have helped fund the Dakota Access Pipeline. This defund DAPL action will take place from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. at the Vincent E. Griego Chambers at One Civic Plaza in downtown Albuquerque. For more information, email medicinenation at gmail.com. And our last event is the 32nd annual Black History Month kickoff brunch, co-sponsored by the UNM Africana Studies Program and the African American Student Services Program. The theme of this year is Speaking Truth to Power, Black Americans and the Active Voice of History. The brunch will feature Dr. Carol Anderson, a professor of African American Studies at Emory University, who is recognized for her work on history, diplomatic affairs, and civil rights. 
It all goes down at the UNM Student Union Building from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Saturday, January 28th. For more information, please call 505-277-5644 or email hazeltm at unm.edu. That's it for this week's community calendar. Our next song is Freedom by the one and only Beyonce featuring Kendrick Lamar. to the end of another great show. Production assistance came from Kateri Zuni, Alicia Hernandez, Christina Rodriguez, and Roberta Real. And a special thank you to you, Matthew, for the fantastic commentary you gave. We'd also like to thank Arturo Castillo, Jeremy Jones, Lucia Martinez, Taylor Griffin, and Jesse Wiaki for your powerful words. Stay connected with us. Check out our website, generationjustice.org, where you can listen to all of our past radio programs, see music playlists, read our blogs, watch videos, and so much more. Our podcasts are available on iTunes, so be sure to subscribe. We're also active on social media, so be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation, with additional funding from the McCune Foundation, Konalma Health Foundation, the Albuquerque Community Foundation, and of course, all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking donate. I'm Kateri Zudi. And I'm Matthew Brown. Coming up on KUNM is Spoken Word, so stay tuned and join us next Sunday at 7 o'clock. Good night, woke folk, and remember, tomorrow's another day, and you are loved. Even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. Behold these self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream to take a nation of millions to hold this back. Just like